Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 38. I'm Aaron M. Routson in Los Angeles, California. And with me, Kim Houston in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, it's there's been a rash of uh, very wholesome, wholesome promotions going on. As you, yeah. as you sent me earlier this week, uh, Sunday, Saturday, March 30th, or maybe, oh no, it's a, it's a Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, March 30th, J.R. Smith bowling party at the corner alley in Cleveland. Yeah. Are you ready to bowl with J.R. Smith? How many, do you think J.R. Smith is a good bowler? Um, maybe. Hmm. Like Chris Paul, you know that Chris Chris Paul is the most talented bowler in the NBA. Oh yeah, I mean he he won that uh, meet right. What yeah, do they, they call have, it they in have, bowling? They have like <laughs> meet at <laughs> sports meeting. A match? Um, uh, I don't know. Game? I don't know. What's it called? Tournament? <laughs> tournament, I guess? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, tournament. It's a tournament, I think. It's a, Yeah, it's a like, ce- celebrity bowling tournament that he participates in. That just happened recently because he was promoting it on Instagram, and they always show it on like a Sunday afternoon on ESPN. <laughs> so I think it's like right after the All-Star game, I want to say. Maybe it just happened. Because um, so, it's like a charity game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why else would celebrities bowl? So unless you're <laughs> for the, the love of the game, for the love of the game, unless you're J.R. Smith, then I guess you just really love bowling. Yeah. But yeah, let me see. What were the details on this? Let's see. J.R. Smith bowling night cost us $150. Wow. That's I, I, well, but I food is uh, rolling into that. With, whoa. I, I think also drinks. Drinks, food. And, and however many games, I don't know. And a bowling shirt. You're missing the key thing. Bowling yeah. shirt. Do you think it's like uh, one of those like collared ones and you get your name embroidered on it? Oh, yeah. I, I, um, my boyfriend was very on board with this being my birthday gift. Did you, did you say yes? I mean, I, it's on him. Like, if he can get off <laughs> work for, him. for us to go to Cleveland to go bowl with J.R. Smith. This is on uh, you, I mean, I Jason. Yeah, I want you to go. Jason, Jason, take Kim to this just so I can hear about it. I need you to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start texting him. Jason, it's me. <laughs> um, Gotta go see J.R. Smith. Dude, I mean, if I were there, I would. There's also going to be guest appearances, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it's Mozgov. It looks like there's... So, what I, from what I can see from this poster... Um, it looks like there's some, there are some, like, uh, there's some kind of foundation involved here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, so maybe all that money isn't going towards, you know, you having 15 Miller Lights while you bowl. So that's, <laughs> that's cool. But, I mean, I, I still feel like that's, like, the minimum, you know? Yeah, it's Cleveland. Like, what, what do you want? <laughs> 15 Miller Light minimum. That's, that's the, that's how you The Cleveland it. way. Yeah, hey. Look, don't knock it. It's great. I'm not knocking it. I'm I support celebrating it, it I in support, my heart. I support it. I support um, it. Like Midwestern power drinking yeah. is, you know, it is the best. I like I will say one of the things about living in California is that the lack of Midwestern power drinking is depressing. Granted, it's not cold here ever, so 
you don't have that same compulsion like you do in the winter to just like go to a bar and just yeah you know really go for it but man i mean i maybe they just like power drink cold pressed juices there yeah which i will tell you not as fulfilling as 15 miller lights (laughs) if they could make juice taste like miller light i don't know that wouldn't even be good i don't even like the way miller light tastes (laughs) But yeah. <laughs> like what fruit makes a Miller Lite taste? <laughs> <laughs> if they could make juice taste like Bud Light Lime. <laughs> Bud Bud L- Lime Arita. Dude, Bud Light Lime season is approaching. It oh, is Oh, I'm I we're very much on ramping to it. <laughs> uh just because, you know, I, I, I think the weather is still a little too up and down here yet to really lock it in. Yeah, yeah. You haven't, I know it's summer in the Midwest or like not winter anymore, I guess is a more <laughs> appropriate mm-hmm. description. When the first keg of Oberon gets tapped, that's how you know. Yeah. That's like, that's like the, the beacon that it's over yeah. for the most part. So. Oberon Day, what a time. What a time to be alive. Yeah, what a time. So hopefully Jason will take you to go bowling with J.R. Smith. Yeah, I mean, if not. If you, oh my God, if you meet (laughs) J.R. Smith, I am going to be like 50 shades of jealous. I mean, you realize I will just take the dorkiest photo ever with him, right? I know, and then I will Photoshop myself into it later. J.R. Smith, like, he's he's a character. He's oh, a character. for sure. But, you know, I got a soft spot in my heart for J.R. I, I believe my comment about J.R. Smith previously was, I would. <laughs> what can I say? So, yeah. anyway, hopefully you'll go bowling with him. Yeah. Um, is Jason a good bowler? Is he ready to bowl? Oh, yeah, no, I, I think he was on some kind of team, or he had some kind of bowling situation in his life. <laughs> Jason's bowling situation. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> I guess that makes it sound like I don't really have a uh, good understanding of his uh, biography. <laughs> that's but, okay. People have their but, secrets. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, I, I think he does own his own bowling ball. All right. Like it's, yeah, it's like that kind of thing. He came to play. That's great. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, so, um, but we have not gone bowling yet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. but the thing is, if you guys are going to go to this, you might want to get in, like, a practice session before you go. That's true, but, I mean, I... I Dude, executive strike and spare. I know what's up. I've been there. I mean, truly, my goal, my bowling game is uh, get maybe three beers in you, and then it's like all of a sudden you become really good. Yeah, I I'm telling you, executive strike and spare by the by Six Flags Kentucky Pride or whatever that thing's called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's its real name? <laughs> it's Kentucky Kingdom. <laughs> Kentucky, Kentucky Pride is like the stickers on everything when it's like local food. You know what I meant. Yeah, no, but like now I wish Kentucky Kingdom was called Kentucky Pride. 
you could call it that. Um, did <laughs> on I, the Kentucky Pride later. <laughs> it sounds really nefarious. Trying to ride the roller coasters at Kentucky Pride. Um, <laughs> is that bowling alley still there? Um, I like that it's also called Executive Strike and Spare. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Wait, is that? It's where Lebowski Fest is. Wait, isn't I? Is it near uh, <laughs> Kentucky Pride, or yeah. is it near? I thought it was near. Um, oh, it's the near the mall. fairgrounds. It's near the fairgrounds. Isn't that where Kentucky Pride is? Well, yeah, okay. I guess. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but maybe the. I don't know. It's right by. What is this? I'm looking at a map. It's right by. Oh, it's by the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like maybe the Lebowski Fests I went to, it was at a different bowling alley. Oh, the ones, well, you went before me. And yeah. This was ships in the night. And then when I started yeah. going, yeah, it's always been an executive strike and spare. So huge bowling alley and lounge. That's what it is on Google. So you guys can practice <laughs> there. I've bowled there in a fake beard, no less. So anyway, that aside, you guys mm -hmm. bowling with JR aside. There was another very wholesome promotion that I saw that I'm actually, I am very into and I wish would kind of catch on league wide, mm -hmm. which is the Utah Jazz Sprite Sleepover promotion. Apparently yeah. this has been going on for years under our noses. I mean, granted, wow. we don't live in Utah, so the fact that we don't know is not that amazing. But apparently you get to sleep over on the court. Mm-hmm. You and nine of your buds. Oh, it's like VIP like that? Yeah, it's you and what you think you're just alone? Just no, alone. I didn't think I, you'd be alone, but I thought it would it was going to be I don't like some kind of weird like I don't You and a friend. No, no, not just you and a friend. I was thinking like the promo would be something like you and like a hundred other poor assholes. Oh. You and nine strangers picked to sleep in, a, in an arena. Yeah. Have their lives taped. Um, no, it's apparently <laughs> you and nine of your friends. Mm-hmm. And you... <clears throat> it is, it's kind of changed over the years, but this year, or last year's, and I assume this year's was... Or no, this year's was dinner, breakfast, sleeping over on the court, mm -hmm. and then... Uh, Sweet tickets to a jazz game. That's a pretty cool deal. So, That's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, I think it sounds okay. It sounds okay. Let's say I won. We don't even care about the jazz. Let's say I won. I was like, hey, mm -hmm. do you want to sleep over on the jazz court, whatever their arena's called today? <laughs> yeah. You would be like, yeah. Last year, apparently, it was like pizza, Xbox, they have half the court set up so you can like take shots and mm -hmm. then you sleep on the other half. I mean, it does. I wouldn't sleep. Cool. I'd be so excited. I wouldn't even sleep the whole time. Well, no, because it would be like a big giant sleepover. <clears throat> of course, you're going to stay up all night. Yeah. Braid each other's hair. <laughs> play mash. Uh, can you imagine though? Like imagine if, let's say, for example, you or I won. Mm-hmm. Imagine the crew that we would take with us to sleep. I mean, assuming that if you won, I would go and vice versa. Well, of course. Like, that just, yeah. you know. Imagine yeah, but... the crew we could take with us. Imagine how fun that would be. 
Oh, it would be great. I hope there's no age restriction because I'm going to start entering for 2017. Yeah, is there an age restriction? Because I, it, well, and I, I, the reason why I ask is, you know, it seems like it might attract a younger crowd. Yeah, but don't you think they would let two early thirties women sleep sleep there? Come on. I, I mean, know. I would. The rules yeah. are down for this year, so I'm. Or wait, maybe maybe the rules are still up. Let me let's do a little research. Yeah. I just think that's such a cool promotion. I don't understand why more... I'm assuming... I would hope you also get, like, a tour and whatever. Like, that would yeah. be cool. I mean, I don't know. Can you have, like, the non-alcoholic beer that you can get in Utah there? Oh, oh forgot about that part. Yeah. Forgot about that. Let's see. Oh, no. Oh, okay. There's a caveat here that we're going to... That's going to be a problem for... What? The Sprite Utah Jazz Center Court promotion is open only to legal residents of Utah who are 18 years of age or older at the time of entry. Mm. Who do we know in Utah? Uh, I actually know a uh, dude from undergrad that lives there, so I'm going to start, I'm going to just tell him to start entering. He has kids now, so I don't know if he's going to be into it, but I'm going to get on board for 2017. So... (laughs) Yeah, really start working on cultivating that friendship. Or <laughs> remember me from undergrad ten years ago? I'd <laughs> like to sleep over at an NBA arena. <laughs> I'd That's like to a do a lead. thing for adults. <coughs> Here's a thing for adults that I'd love to do. You live in Utah. Help me out. So, yeah, that's the main. Not living in Utah is a big problem there. Yeah, big, big There's problem. no age. Rest- you only have to be 18 or older, so that's good. Y- yeah, There's that's no positive. There's no age. <laughs> that's working in our favor. Yeah. Just need to start- I am no longer a teen. need to start uh, communicating to the Cavs that maybe in addition to bowling, mm-hmm. a slumber party would be, you know, although... <laughs> Although NBA sleepover, center court sleepover with JR, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it is a, a, a cool idea. Maybe more arena should do it. I would definitely do it at the Palace or the Q or... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anywhere that I'd be like, nah. Yeah. So, even, even Oracle. I'd even do it at Oracle. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something. That's the enemy territory. But... It's just a cool, like, what a weird, wholesome promotion. As you said, we have plenty of more, plenty more ideas for more wholesome promotions. I mean, I'm, I would go to a church lock-in with the Milwaukee Bucks. Or as I said, the, the Blazers bake sale. Yeah. But up, bum. But up, Thanks, I'll be here all week. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's it's no weirder than that like Milwaukee Bucks girls night out promotion from a couple years ago and or swipe swipe right night as Becca informed us of. Yeah, I mean I think it's actually a little bit of a I you know, it's just interesting, you know, hashtag marketing. Who are they really targeting? You know? Is it like NBA fans who are parents who have you know who can take like their kids and their friends is it you know 
Are we the target market? I think, well, okay. Let's, not to be, not to stereotype Utah, mm -hmm. but we're talking about Utah here. Okay. So, I think that it's probably, you know, I think it could be like a family thing, you know. Yeah. When you your eight children stay, you know, stay overnight. <laughs> um, but... I also, I also think it's more, it, I think it's very, especially the one that was like pizza, Xbox, blah. Mm -hmm. It's very like early 20s dudes. <laughs> I oh. apologize for the person who drove by blaring <laughs> Prince. <laughs> you should never apologize for anyone blaring Prince. That's I mean, a public service. Yeah, it just, um, apparently I live outside of Bodega. I don't know. Hey, hey. I did for years, and it was great. So, <laughs> miss it sometimes. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's for I think it's for like early twenties dudes to like hang out with their bros. You know, I don't think we're the target for that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't Man, think. And when are we gonna be the target? Well, we well we were for that Nets or not Nets that Bucks Girls Night Out promotion. Oh yeah, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Oh sorry. My my apologies to the to the Timberwolves. Yeah, that was for us. Oh, do you watch girls? Do you also like who, like like I said at the time that that came up, and in the time we discussed this in the past, there's not very many people at the center of the NBA and girls Venn diagram. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just I I think uh, being targeted, you know for a show with Lena Dunham. I don't know. I just hate being pigeonholed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I but in a way like I hate being pigeonholed, but also how strange of the NBA to think that there's a legitimate market to tap into. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that kind of cuts both ways. Like, yeah, I hate being pigeonholed, but also I think it's really funny when the NBA is like, "You like girls, right?" <laughs> yeah. then, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like so. some there was definitely some marketing goon. Yeah. In in a room being like, "You know who we should target? Ladies." <laughs> yeah. What a what a what do millennial women like? They like Lena Dunham. So I think there's some like mm -hmm. comedy to that. Yeah. And I mean, and they they were even ahead of the whole Star Wars thing. What do you mean? Oh, well, Adam Driver is, uh... Oh! Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I've heard that Star Wars is good. I, I haven't seen it. I saw it. I'm not even gonna lie. I cried a lot in it. Wow. Well, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. That's... For some reason, you and <laughs> science fiction, real tearjerkers... I, you know... Let's recall the time I went to see that second Star Trek movie, <laughs> and you were like, <clears throat> I cried during it. And I was like, let me see if I can figure out. Oh, yep, that's where Kim cried. I knew exactly, <laughs> I like, knew exactly when it was. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just your thing. It's fine. Yeah, I cry hysterically at science fiction movies. Uh, Usually big franchises. It's fine. I'm not ashamed of it. I cried a lot during Battlestar Galactica also. You're the Adam yeah. Morrison of, of sci-fi movies. <laughs> yeah, I hope I never lose that intensity. 
Uh, speaking of movies, we'll just touch on this briefly before we get yeah. back to Did you watch the Oscars? I did. Super. I, I was, uh, I digged what Chris Rock did. Yeah, me too. I mean, if you did it, you're a racist. That's yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> like, you're like, I'm not into it. That just means you're a racist. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know what I was disappointed by? Mm. A distinct lack of Michael Fassbender. I, I'm pretty sure I just annoyed the people that I watched it with the entire time by just <laughs> repeatedly asking where Michael Fassbender was. I've never seen a nominee get shown so little. Yeah. It was like 30, I mean, it was like a grand total of 30 seconds of Michael Fassbender. How many times has he been nominated? Um, was he nominated for uh, 12 Years a Slave? I don't know. Let's do a little... Google it. Let's find out about... I mean, this wouldn't be the first time I've looked at Michael Fassbender's Wikipedia page. So, let's see here. What's up with Michael Fassbender? Oh, because 12 Years a Slave was very depressing. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I don't think I've ever... I started that on a plane and then I just never finished it. Um, which is weird because that's, you know, that's my depressing wheelhouse. Yeah. So, let's see here. Eh, still got these rules open for center court sleepover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I guess while we're talking, uh, about entertainment while you're looking that up, mm -hmm. I watched, um, I'm, I don't know, for some reason I've started rewatching well I guess not rewatching but I'm catching up on seasons of Nurse Jackie. Okay. And Carmelo Anthony was in there. I was having like a sick day watching binge watching this television program. Yeah. There's Carmelo Anthony in a rehab. You he know? loves acting. He was in uh he was on an episode of SVU. I you know, I guess I didn't realize it. His um, illustrious and I mean, after, acting career. Like, his disastrous dunk, maybe, you know, think, think <laughs> I, about career changes. Okay, so let's talk about that. Even though that was a very, you know, not even important thing. Yeah. But I was at, at dinner the other night, and I get a, you know, we love, Basketball Party loves their ESPN alerts. Mm -hmm. They are some of our favorite things. And I get one at dinner, and I look at my phone, and this is the alert. NBA video. Knicks forward Carmelo Anthony tries to dunk after the whistle, gets rejected by the rim, and stumbles to the ground. <laughs> that was it. That was, it was like that update was crafted for me. Like, Schadenfreude, it's like I turned on the Schadenfreude for Carmelo Anthony alerts, and they happened. It was great. I hope he's okay, but man, I had a good laugh about that. Rejected by the rim. Yeah, he's been on, <laughs> it, was, it was funny. He's been on a couple things. He, yeah, he was on an episode of SVU. Like one of those episodes where like a coach is like abusing kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, was he the perp or was he the... Like, just, like, the concerned person. Um, he was... <laughs> he, <let's see. laughs> you know how, like, everything on SVU is so, you know, 
formulaic. So there's always like the perp. There's like the uh, red herring uh, perp. You know, yeah. all of it. Yeah, I'm about to text you a photo of Carmelo Anthony. That that's why I was just laughing. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Carmelo Anthony. Let's go to Carmelo. <laughs> it's good, right? Uh, that face is just mm. it's great. So let's see. Let's see Carmelo's acting career. Other activities, right? That's where the... Oh, let's see. All right. He has been... He was a guest star in the Lost and Found episode of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Uh-huh. He was in the music video for Common Song B. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And he guest starred in several episodes of the Showtime series Nurse Jackie as a professional baseball player going through drug rehab. It's true. Um, this does not include his appearance on SVU, so I don't know what that's about. He's been on Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. He's really making the rounds. Now I feel like I made that up. Now I gotta check, fact check myself. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, no, he has. He has. Mm. Um, let's see. Oh, it's a, it's a coach. Yeah, he was a former student of a coach. Oh, Chris Bosch was on that episode, too. The episode's oh. called Personal Fouls. <laughs> oh, boy. So... Yeah, so look it up. Get it? Get it? Uh, Michael Fassbender has been nominated for an Academy Award twice. He was nominated for 12 Years a Slave. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, that was super emotional. Yeah, I... After... I don't know if I told you that I back-to-back watched uh, Straight Outta Compton and then Selma, so I need a little time out. I need a little rest <laughs> on the bench before I, like, burn something down. Yeah. I didn't see, I mean, I had only seen two things that were nominated for Academy Awards. Three. <laughs> Three. Three. So I have no room to talk about anything that <laughs> So I was, I couldn't be like, no, I'm glad Leonardo DiCaprio finally won so everyone can shut up. It's great. I, I think it's interesting, though, because... Did you see that movie? I did not see that movie. No, the description uh, that was told to me by a friend of the pod, Greg, was, (laughs) I loved it, but I don't know if I would recommend it. So, he's, I mean, a lot of people have told me it's very, like, visually beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it's super, you know, gory also. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a movie for me. Yeah, I... Right out the gate, no, not for me. Like I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not good. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's for me. It also seems like I heard it's also very long, and there's mm-hmm. like next to no dialogue. Mm. So I don't know. That seems that seems like you're asking a lot from me. So I did see uh, Steve Jobs clearly, <laughs> and uh, Straight Outta Compton criminally undernominated and then i saw the amy winehouse documentary yeah i saw that um cried definitely cried during that that was yeah that one was uh wrenching yeah well yeah 
Have you ever seen that was done by the same guy that did that um, documentary about Ayrton Senna, the Brazilian um, race car driver? Did you ever watch that? Yeah, it's, that one's really good too. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I was. It was weird because you know now I live in L.A., so like the Oscars are like really a thing. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea. You know, I was just like <laughs> bumbling around as usual because I only watch movies on cross-country flights. <laughs> so, anyway, basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today, today's big news, as I texted you earlier, is that uh, the Lakers are wearing special Kobe Bryant socks for their game against the Warriors. I just want it to end. Dude, it's not ending anytime soon. You got, you got a good month. You got a good month. You have seven weeks. No, you got five weeks left. Mm. Season's over mid-April. You got, you got time. We're going to have plenty of more socks. Plenty more socks where that came from, buddy. I mean, these socks don't even look that great. <laughs> I just like that it was news because this is the first time something like this has been done while that player is still playing. Mm-hmm. But... Don't you also think that that's kind of an, the way that things have evolved over time? I, I, I guess my thing uh, about all of this, like the, the socks and all of this stuff, because like when you think about armbands and, you know, any kind of thing that I don't want to use really use the word disrupt mm-hmm. here, but maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, but anything that's kind of, against, you know not the norm with the uniform. Mm-hmm. It usually has some kind of statement, right? And right. It, it doesn't really matter in, in what sport. Um, so, like, we need socks tribute. to celebrate, to tribute. Like, he's not fucking dying. Yeah. He's retiring. He's not. He's not sick. He's not going through some kind of strenuous battle for his life. Right. He <laughs> is he's retiring from his job. Like why can't he get some fucking golf clubs and go away? <laughs> also though, if you think about it, um you know he oh, I had a really good point and it just totally left my brain. It was something about how, you know, yeah, I mean, he's retiring from his job, but, like, mm-hmm. dude, tributes. I mean, like, socks? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, I took a look at those socks. There's So there's one pair that they're wearing for the game that have a two mm-hmm. on one side and a four on the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there are two comp- companion pairs that are for fans, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, that one is a... Uh, testament to his hero villain campaign. Okay. And then the other one is like a character sock where it has like him as when he played as number eight and then, you know, now 24. (laughs) And those ones don't look like him. It's like bobblehead syndrome where it just like really doesn't look like him on those socks. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it looks like an emoji of like, I don't know, this weird kind of Magic Johnson meets... Yeah, I don't know. The number eight one looks like magic. I was like, uh, <laughs> whoops. 
So I don't know. I mean, this stuff to me is so weird, but I feel like it's also a testament to the time that we are living in Mm -hmm. that anything can turn into a marketing tool. You know, the Mm -hmm. glut of like goods, made goods (laughs) in this world. You know, it's like Kobe Bryant Industries, basically. So, I don't know. I thought it was funny that it was, like, news. Mm-hmm. Really, that's, yeah. that's the only thing that's going on is we got to talk about these Kobe socks. Well, Shoot. that's the only Lakers news. Well, yeah, I guess that's good. <laughs> Touche. Good <laughs> point. Um, speaking of the Staples Center and the Lakers, mm-hmm. I went to see uh, Clips Thunder on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which... You know, I went into it thinking this will be a really good matchup. These are two of the best teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. I love Chris Paul. And, but also, like, what will happen without Blake Griffin? You know, this, that, the mm-hmm. other thing. So I went with friend of the pod, Pat. And, you know, the first quarter starts off okay. It's, you know, all right. Not, no one's playing great, but it's not terrible. And then we get into the second and third quarters, and it's just like yakety sax style basketball. Just garbage shots, garbage passing, so slow. I thought Pat was going to fall asleep. <laughs> and then we get into the – and at one point, the, the Clippers were down like 22. It was bad. I was like, oh, geez, all right, this is embarrassing. And then – Fourth quarter, last five minutes, they rally and come back to win. Cool. Hmm. Into that. Like, the wheels basically fell off for the Thunder, and that was unfortunate, but whatever. So, we're leaving, and I'm listening to other people talk, and they're all talking about how amazing this game was. And all I can think to myself is, like, what? It was an amazing fourth quarter, but that was about it. There were 24 minutes of total garbage in that game. Yeah, I and uh, that this might be a, a good lead-in for something else that we wanted to talk about. Oh, I do want to talk about that, but there's one other thing I want to mention about this game that also confused yeah. me. Okay, which, you you say that before I say my statement. Oh, I know, I know what we're going to talk about, and I'm you know I'm ready to talk about it, but. The other thing I found confusing about, I think this was my first regular season game at Staples. I went to game seven, Spurs Clips, last playoffs. I've been there for some preseason stuff, but I think this might have been my first regular season game. What I was struck by was how many people were wearing jerseys that were not related to this game. Like what kind of jerseys? I saw people in Lakers jerseys. Okay. Acceptable. I I guess. Kind of. uh, well, I guess. You know, they're in LA. What else are they gonna do? And they're probably bandwagon Clippers people anyway. I yeah, but then like, get a new jersey. Like, why? why <laughs> what are you doing wearing your like? Co- I mean, I will say they were Kobe jerseys. So this is, I guess, related to the socks phenomenon. Like, would these people be wearing these Kobe jerseys if this was just if it wasn't the year Kobe was retiring? I guess I should have asked someone. But, um, so there was that. And then I saw, then I saw someone wearing a Warriors jersey. 
Okay, that's a little weird. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I've watched a lot of soccer. And it seems like a fairly, especially in, in America, it seems like a fairly common thing to, if you go to an MLS game, you wear whatever kit you have. Doesn't matter. You know, I saw, I went to Galaxy NYCFC last year. There were people wearing, I saw someone in a Sturridge kit. I saw people wearing Neymar kits. I saw a lot of messy kits. But you know what that tells me? I like the best guy. (laughs) So if I see you wearing a Warriors jersey at Staples for a Clippers Thunder game, you're just telling me you like the best guy. No, and yeah. I I think that phenomenon, because I, you know, when you're at a sport... You know, I, to speak about the jersey, the soccer jerseys. Yeah. Um, there are so many uh, kids at Pitchfork now, so you know it's like peak. Oh, yeah. You know, peak sport of the future. Yeah. Love you, men and blazers. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I can see, I can at least see it in, uh, in soccer, where if you have been possibly following international soccer for a very long time, or, or maybe you are just a front runner who has a messy jersey. Well, also, you, I mean, if you own that messy kit, you have, like, zero chance to wear that in the United States, unless... Barca mm-hmm. is playing an exhibition, a friendly against like an MLS team and crushing them. You know, mm-hmm. like you really have no, or if you're going to a bar to watch Barca play, like there's really no chance to wear that otherwise. So I, I get it. Yeah. But like I've... your Warriors jersey, you can wear that to a Warriors game. Like, what are you doing? Your Lakers and... jersey? Come on. So, so do you think, like, the etiquette of it is poor? No, I'm just, like, dressed for the occasion. This isn't a Warriors game or a Lakers game. Mm-hmm. Dress for the occasion. So if, so if they up. did not have any, anywhere, anywheres from either team, mm-hmm. should they just wear, like, you know... They regular work clothes. Uniform? Yeah, yeah, regular clothes. Right? I I don't know. I, I it's not I mean it's you know, this isn't like the worst thing that anyone has ever done. I just find it puzzling because I have mm-hmm. a lot of jerseys. I have a lot of like more jerseys than I probably should have. Uh but I wouldn't wear just any jersey to the game. You know? I, I think your logic is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is a stupid gripe, believe me. Like, this is... No, like- uh, well, I, I, I think, um, you know, I think if this were being, like, illustrated by, like, the oatmeal or whatever, like, the person you're speaking about would just, like, be wearing the wrong jersey in their arena, mm-hmm. and, like, the bubble would be... I love basketball. <laughs> but, like, what if I just, what if, 
What if I just started wearing my Cavs jersey to every game? I mean, you're going to get heckled for sure. <laughs> like, if I just start wearing... I'm going, well, I'm going to Clips Cavs the 13th, so I will well, be, I mean, I will be wearing my Cavs jersey, but let's say, it be appropriate. yeah, let's say, oh, okay, so I'm going to go, I'm going to New York at the end of the month, I'm going to go to Nets Pacers, <laughs> should I just wear my Cavs jersey, like, no, see what happens, you, do you want me to send you some Indiana stuff, I still need to pull the trigger on one of those hickory kits, oh, yeah, you better, you better do that, uh, well, it's unfortunate because I get into New York Thursday and uh, Nets Cavs is that night, but I can't go because I have a previous engagement. Mm. So maybe I'll just pretend like I, you know, I just <laughs> missed the opportunity Thursday, so I'm going to make up for it Saturday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll, do, I'll bring it. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll wear it. I'm going with friend of the, friend of the pod, Jane, so maybe she'll wear... I'll just have her wear like her Steve Nash jersey. Mm-hmm. Phoenix and Cleveland for a, a Nets Pacers game. <laughs> Let the people know. Um, the, or I could wear my what they want. or I could wear my Jonas Jerebko jersey. Mm. Never forget. Never forget. Love you, Jonas. Uh, so anyway, my my personal gripes aside, let's get to some other griping that was going on. This week that you know I stand with. I stand with this gripe. Yeah, so... uh, Kind of going back to your uh, earlier statement about great fourth quarters Mm -hmm. and it being garbage time during the game. Yep. Um, Basketball great. Uh, Oscar the Big O Robertson uh, had a bit of critique about Steph Curry Mm -hmm. uh, I guess this week where he um, basically he said that Curry's uh, Curry's uh, success is due to coaching a lack of defense and uh, basically what's happened to basketball. Uh, Oscar the Grouch, known yeah. contrarian. So basically what he's saying is that the only reason Steph Curry is good is because the rest of the league is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. That's an interesting take. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a super Oscar Robertson, you know, thing to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it, it's mostly to do with, I mean, he's definitely from a different generation. Right. And the basketball that's being played now probably looks, you know, to him like a foreign language. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, and... We've talked about it, and, like, even Coach Pop has said things similarly. So it, his thing is, uh, so Oscar's uh, comments are a little old man yells at Cloud. Yeah. As you said when Coach Pop basically <laughs> said the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Welcome to the club. The yeah. old man yells at Cloud club. Yeah. Um, but... 
I think it does take on a different dimension now that, you know, Steph Curry continues to break his own records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess what I appreciate both Pop's comments and uh, Oscar Robertson's is, you know, are we cool with how this, with this style of basketball, is this what, is this what we like? Do we love these dynamic fourth quarters? Do we like, you know, because, you know, you were talking about garbage time in the middle and, you know, a fantastic finish at the end. I mean, yeah. that's college basketball. Right. Right. I mean, if you distill it, obviously there are differences between the NCAA and the NBA, and I don't want angry people... <laughs> emailing me or like trying to get at me about like stopping you in the street to yell at you. I think yeah. so. I don't expect every game to be wall to wall action. I don't right. expect every game to be that way because that's mm-hmm. not realistic. Mm-hmm. Do I want every game to be this kind of like the thing? Okay, so this is the thing about this. Mm-hmm. This idea that a game would be, that only the fourth quarter would be dynamic and that's the time when everybody's like on it and whatever, that mm-hmm. to me is so indicative of the the complaint that people have about the NBA, which mm-hmm. is that the regular season means nothing and the mm-hmm. only thing that anyone watches is playoffs and finals. That mm-hmm. is so indicative of that kind of mindset. And I that's something I don't like. Yeah. I don't want to spend I don't want to spend regular season just waiting for playoffs. Um I was saying the other night when the Thunder played the Warriors mm-hmm. that I there's nothing I dislike more than a foregone conclusion finals. Like we're getting to the point this season that I'm beginning to not look forward to the postseason. Which is such a bummer. Yeah, and um, and and I guess I'm not trying to be contrarian here, but I think we've we've been living just because of the dominance of the Golden State Warriors now, and let's say last season, the off season, whatever. I don't think we've been li- living in an age of NBA foregone conclusions, right? Because, I mean, if, if you look at the East in the past, you know, 10 years, let's say, what, what's the foregone conclusion? The foregone conclusion is uh, the team with LeBron yeah. is either the team that – the team with LeBron is the one that's dominating the East. Right. Right. That, that, that's your foregone conclusion. And you can go even a little bit farther and say the – Wherever LeBron was, um, that team is the one that's in the finals. Or you could say that with the the Heat. I guess that's really what I was going to say. But that's only true. I mean, that's not the Cavs. LeBron's time with the Cavs doesn't follow that as no, no, no. The time with the Cavs. I'm I'm speaking more about the Heat. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're actually. I think what you're actually talking about is the last like five to six years because. 
anything before that. It's not as if the Cavs were making the finals year over year over year. There's one time in, you know, in the time that LeBron was with the Cavs that the first time that they went to the right. finals. Right. No, I guess what I'm saying is speaking more to the the Heat era. Yeah, and I I I had this same opinion then where I was just like this is boring. Like I think it was Heat Thunder 2012 mm-hmm. where I just straight up barely watched because it just wasn't it well for many emotional reasons but also because it just didn't seem exciting because it was like you already knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. and so as the season goes on and the Warriors as the Warriors are just like unbeatable I'm like I don't care <laughs> Which sucks. Yeah, I mean, and, you know... uh... It's not fun. It's not fun to see one team... It's this lopsided thing, and we've complained about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. But it's just not fun to be a fan of any other team but the Warriors. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's if you're a fan of basketball as a thing... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun because, like, they're a fun team to watch and they're really mm-hmm. good and that's awesome. Like, I'm not mad about that. But I just think that I another friend of mine the other night was just like, this isn't even fun anymore. Like, <laughs> it was just like... And... Uh, I, and I mean... So so I guess that that's a, you know, I guess a, a question is is watching sports fun for the sake of the art of the sport or is it only fun when your team's winning i mean or your team has a chance let's say i look you know i as a person who watch has watched the Cavs for a very long time through good times and bad times um i don't i don't watch because it, I have to win, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> if uh, that were the case, I would have picked a new team a long time ago. But yeah. I think that it, it... The element of chance, it's still there. I mean, it's always going to be there. Like, you never know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But this, the way this season has progressed, it just seems so obvious that it's just like not fun and so in that way I'm like (sighs) (laughs) I don't know I I just don't look forward to mostly because we talked about this but I was saying the other night when we were leaving um the Clippers game it's just like all Anyone, if I never heard the name Steph Curry again, it would be too soon. It's just like too much. I don't recall, and I don't recall a time in the time that I've been watching pro basketball, even, you know, even when LeBron was like, you know, the thing, where there Mm -hmm. was really no other narrative. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm blocking that out because clearly I'm from Cleveland. So that's my thing. Yeah. But I, I guess, I guess I would say that. I want someone when, to tell me they had LeBron fatigue in between the years 2003 and 2007. I feel like the only person who would say that is, is friend of the pod, Dan Nixon. 
Dan Epstein would say that, but I mean, also, I think before he left Cleveland, during the time he left Cleveland, mm-hmm. and then immediately after, LeBron fatigue, I, I think, could be real, could be said of anybody yeah. who follows the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, that was just. That was the only was, story. Yeah, it was. One, it was a very unprecedented thing to have someone's. Maybe not completely unprecedented, but in which the manner in which he left, yeah, certainly was unprecedented, yeah. And you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we were embroiled in it, but it, it was still one of those things where it was just like, I would love for someone not to talk to me about fucking LeBron, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I went through that too, even I went through that because clearly. The minute someone found out I was from Cleveland, that was what they wanted to talk to me about. So, yeah, uh, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess, so, I, I think, I don't think it's necessarily a passing the torch of, like, LeBron is no longer, you know, Steph Curry is who is dominating the conversation now. Like, how sports has been covered in the past 15 years, I, I think this is just kind of how how it rolls in a right. way but it's right. it 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 doesn't if you are not engaged or if you are not uh, interested in the subject matter of this uh constant narrative mm-hmm. let's say mm-hmm. yeah fatigue for sure for yeah. sure i mean but but that that's another thing. You know, there are still stories about LeBron. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like LeBron worked, worked out with out, Wade. He Wade. worked out in Miami. And, oh my God, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, yeah. I, I guess that's, that's what, you know, if we're going to like, you know, if Steph Curry annoys you, I'm going to go on a little LeBron. Yeah, that's true. That's a little, little, little LeBron rant because yeah. I am so sick you would think that this guy has the most, like, uh, he is the most passive-aggressive human being <laughs> in the fucking history of time. Like, he would make my, he would make the women in my family seem like child's play. Like, that's how much of an, an emotional assassin that LeBron James is, according to sports media. <laughs> like, he's yeah. working out in Miami yeah. to say, to, like, to say, to send a message to Cleveland uh, that he's like this and that. And just like, fuck, maybe the dude just worked out with his goddamn friend. Yeah, he wanted to hang out with his friend. You know, you know what, his if, friend I, what and if I went to Louisville? Like, what if I went to to Louisville and hung out with you for a weekend? I would. St- should we start a vicious rumor that I'm gonna move to Lo- to to Louisville? That's my next move. Like that's I mean, that's basically what you're what we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. It's just friend visits friend visits friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. End of the world. Yeah. For the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know if it's necessarily because it's not really tied to um because I I think that's what's interesting about the uh 
Steph Curry thing is that, you know, most of the, the stuff that people like to, um, you know, like clench their wrists about him is always like his health, right? Like, is this bird bones phenom going to be able to do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, none of this, like, kind of emotional type uh, BS really happens with him, from what I can tell. And and I don't know if that's necessarily because LeBron truly is more of a dude uh, that is a student of the head game. Mm-hmm. In that way, you know what I mean? I would say that it hasn't happened with Steph Curry yet. And and it might never. It might never. <laughs> but I think that... Um, oh, dude. <gasps> the Warriors lost to the Lakers. <laughs> so is their season completely over? Kobe Bryant will not... Will not go- Dude, that is that is classic Kobe. Mm-hmm. That's great. The socks, they're powerful. Yeah. So the thing, uh, I I think the reason that that narrative, that kind of narrative persists with LeBron is only because he left Cleveland. If that had never happened, I doubt we would be reporting on him working out with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. So because. Steph Curry is in a situation that he's clearly not leaving. Those narratives would never come up. Let's say the wheels fall off. Something Mm -hmm. happens with the Warriors and he's, it's, you know, it's possible that, you know, he's up for free agency or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then that narrative begins. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this as frustrating and as stressful as I find it, this will he or won't he with LeBron and Cleveland is, is going to continue forever. I just have to accept that feeling. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. I don't enjoy it. But I, I know that for the rest of the time that LeBron plays in the NBA, every time he's up for free agency, every single time it's going to be this conversation. Even though, I mean, he could say, I'm going to stay in Cleveland forever. And it's, that would still come up. It's always going to be that way. That, but he created that. He did that to himself. And by extension, everybody. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess, why I said maybe, maybe LeBron is this kind of super emotional uh, maybe passive aggressive isn't the right way, but he's led in a more emotional way mm-hmm. than other because I mean politics is all about personality and I, and I have to say that sports probably is as well yeah just in a different way yeah yeah I just don't I don't think I don't think we've been presented with a situation in Steph Curry's career yet where that kind of that kind of stuff would take place and it might never like he just might mm-hmm. not be that kind of player you know, he, maybe he's more like Tim Duncan, where there's just like, you know, just shows up. It's the game. Day. It's the game. Yeah. That's it. You know, I don't know. He seems to be getting a little sassy, though. The whole 
you know, shoulder shimmy controversy of. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's always something, man. It's always something. <laughs> it is always something. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens in playoffs. I am a little underwhelmed. But, you know, now that the Lakers are good again, who knows? So. Yeah, it's wide open. It's wide open. <laughs> Make the Lakers great again. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. But that's about all I got for uh, this basketball party. And yeah, I don't think uh, I have much else. I, you know, I'm hoping, yeah. Yep, my my Hoosiers are definitively winning. That's great. That's great. Yep. Oh yeah, we're about Big to... Ten champs. Dude, yep. next weekend. Next weekend yeah. it starts, right? Yeah. I don't even know what's happening. I gotta I gotta get caught up. Yeah. I mean Big Ten champs means nothing. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, you know, everyone's saying that this is uh Michigan State's to take. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Who won last year? I can't remember. Uh. Let's see. White guys? White. Okay. 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 Let's see. Kentucky? Uh. No. I'm joking. No, no. I'm sure that would have been in. Oh, dude. Duke won last year. No of wonder course. we blocked it out. So I, I stand by my statement of like <laughs> No wonder I blocked it out. Duke won. Yeah. Um, that was intrinsically why I said white guys. It was yeah. just programmed into me. They all knew. They um, all knew. Yeah. That's uh, the other night when we were at Cliff Thunder, I was joking about how it's, you know, I want to, I want to support JJ Reddick, but I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> I well, can't. and you know Kyle played for Duke as well. <sighs> Kyle Singler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat. Pat remarked that Kyle Singler looks like he was he was on the '86 Celtics. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Yeah, he does. Oh, Kyle. Kyle. Just, just driving that minivan. I can't think of a more perfect place for Kyle Singler to end up though than Oklahoma City. It's like it happened for Dan. Yeah. It, it happened for Dan, and so now he can go shoot buckets from the bench for them. Yeah. He played well the other night. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, I, I think he, he's much better as that kind of, like, second string come in. Yeah. Make sure everything stays hot. He, he was never, like, they in, in Detroit, they really tried to, like, kind of force him. I guess force isn't the right word, but they really kind of tried to push him to be, like, a you know, like a session guy, like he was going to be oh. a player. And, you know, I, I just don't think that's where his real value is. Yeah, white guys, you know. So <laughs> Hashtag white guys. I brought up that very old tweet that you and I both love very much, <laughs> which I'm going to read now because I found it. Yes. Dug it up from the archives. The new feature on the iPhone where you can look at things that are screenshots is great. That really helps me out. Yeah. Um, so this is a tweet from, let's see. I also found my Dwight in LA tweets that I had saved. So this is great. 
But oh, perfect. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, world. I got a whole archive here. So let's see. What do we got here? This would be by, um, this is by Pete from the classical No Coast ah, Offense. Yes. Deleted scene from National Treasure. This is March 22nd, 2013. <laughs> this is a three-year-old tweet that I'm reading off of my phone. I don't even care. <laughs> Deleted scene from National Treasure. Nicolas Cage accidentally spills coffee on Declaration of Independence and fuck Duke slowly appears. Still funny. Still funny. Still funny all these years later. No, no. It I I still love the F space, U yeah, space, yeah, C space. Yeah. Stylistically, yeah. Thank you for clarifying that for everyone so that they know. Yeah, it, it amps up the comedy gold. It's it's just so, it's so perfect. Um, I love, love that tweet. So, yeah, great. There was another one about, like, about hedge funds, but I can't find it. I'll save that for next week. <laughs> I'll say I'll read all my best NCAA uh, tweets um, next week. Aaron's hashtag golden tweets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, Do you remember these golden oldies? <laughs> Aaron's here to give them to you. They're good. They stay funny. <laughs> They're that's evergreen. The, that's I mean the inherent problem with Twitter is that those I mean is how quickly it cycles through. I mean once yeah. you see it, it could be gone forever. You got to screenshot it when you see it. You gotta save yeah, it. Screenshot it, otherwise you're gonna have to go to the Library of Congress for that. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Dwight in LA, one of my favorite nights. One of my favorite nights of tweets. So good. So that's my, uh, yeah, that's my golden tweets. <laughs> tweets of yes. Tweets of your. Tweets of your. That's what I got for you. So that's a good one, though. It's a good one. So. All right. Well, uh, on that note, I'll talk to you next week for uh, March, our first March Madness basketball party. All right. Uh, Have can't a good- wait. Because, I mean, it'll be what? To, is today Selection Sunday? No. It's no. Next- is it? Oh, dude, we're going to be. It's Selection Sunday next Sunday. Yeah. Ooh, ready. Maybe we should have a Selection Sunday. Yeah, we can have a Selection Sunday live. I'll have to get up early. Let's see. Here it is. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. All right. Excellent. It is Sunday, March 13th Mm. starts at five 30 Eastern. So that's usually when we record two hour broadcast, dude, we're doing it. We're doing it. Let give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to you uh, next week for selection Sunday. Yeah. See you then. All right. Bye. dude. Talk to you then. All right. Bye. Can you go to drill to your